What's up, Sedano and LZ with you here. Happy birthday, Greg Bergman. Thanks, man. Yes, and thank you, Morales. Indeed. That was really nice. Yes, yeah, don't... How old are you, sir? 37 years old. Wow. You're like a real man now. Uh, Almost. No, yeah. The youngest old man <laughs> that George knows. <laughs> yeah. 37. You just what keep it, working at it. What is a pandemic birthday going to be like? Uh, this. I've been working all day. And then I'll be working with you guys till 7 o'clock. And then I'll have dinner and go to bed. Yeah, look at that. That That's an old person's <laughs> birthday right there. It didn't matter. If the, I bet you if there was no pandemic, that would still be the case. Hey, your birthday's tomorrow. It is. What tomorrow. are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, we are having a nice meal, and uh, uh, we are going to celebrate National Red Wine Day for a second day in the in a week. That's what we're going to do. There you go. Maybe I'll go grab a bottle of wine after this, and actually, maybe you should. Myself. Maybe that Mad Dog Twenty Twenty that you've robbed yourself from your youth. <laughs> right? You should. You should have Mad Dog Twenty Twenty just for the the bleeps and giggles of it. The way that you guys have made Mad Dog Twenty Twenty sound. Uh, yeah. Why not? Let's just do it. Yeah, there you have it. Um, speaking of making things sound a certain way, LZ, the mm-hmm. the overriding notion was that anyone like myself who felt that LeBron James should be the MVP of this basketball season was just solely doing it on narrative, that they were just solely doing it for reasons beyond the actual play on the basketball court. Fascinating that that was the discussion when we saw yesterday, you and I witnessed while we were on the air, Giannis Antetokounmpo again, again be limited by his flaws in his game. Flaws that even young LeBron James back in 2009 and 2010 did not have. For his lack of shot, he was never going to be trapped because he was such a great passer. And, you know, that in itself was a different discussion, but... Giannis Antetokounmpo is not the best player in the NBA. He is amazingly gifted. He is the freak of nature. He's the most athletic player in the NBA, but he is not the most valuable player in the NBA. And yesterday was another example of why LeBron will be robbed of the MVP again, in my opinion. Well, I think it's important, and I'm with you when the narrative conversation started happening, either you know from national media or just from people calling in as guests. And I would say to them, I don't need to know how old LeBron James is. I don't need you to tell me how many seasons he's played or how many minutes he's accumulated because none of that matters in my decision. I'm judging who's MVP in a, in a bubble, if you will, in a, in a silo. <laughs> yes. I don't need you to, to beef it up with a narrative. Right. He is the MVP. And then a separate conversation can be had about who is the best player, which is Correct. still LeBron James. Yeah. And then so, a right, third conversation can be happening right? in which you can kind of make room for Giannis. And I feel as if people focus in on the third aspect, which is who has the better stats, as opposed to the first two aspects, which I think are have more weight. So I don't want to misrepresent Rachel Nichols's position on this, uh, but she has forever said that there should be two awards. There should be a most valuable player, which would be like LeBron in this situation, because clearly we see his value, mm-hmm. and like a best player of the year award, right? Which would go to Giannis. It would be more the statistical aspect of it, as you were describing a second ago. And I'm with that, because, look, man, you can't have those kind of holes in your game, okay? And I get that it takes three and four guys to corral you, but the fact is that you don't know what the next logical step there is, um, to hurt your opponent or that you're physically unable or, or incapable of doing what's necessary there, I can't pick you as the MVP. Like, it's, it was my argument. I had it with Zach Lowe on television. I had it with pretty much anyone who came on this show uh, over the last couple of, you know, when I was doing middays and, and here or whatever. Like, that's just it. Like, I don't feel that that's the case. Like, let me ask you this question. How many players right now would you take ahead of Giannis? Like, if I told you, you have one game to play versus the aliens for our livelihood, right? And you had the first pick in that draft, and you had to take, you had to assemble this team of the Avengers of basketball. How many players are the Avengers? How many players, I had to keep it on brand. uh, How many players (laughs) are you picking before you get to Giannis? All right, so 
if LeBron James is Iron Man. Yes. And so that's if one. Kawhi is Captain America. That's two. Giannis will probably be like the Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, he'll be my Hulk. Yeah, yeah, he will yeah. be my Hulk. Right. You know, you know Hulk really, has really, really good. Right. At what he does. Correct. Really good at what he does. Yeah. But because of the gaping holes in his game, right, he is still limited, and correct, and is in desperate need of the others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But here's so, the question: What's that? Since we're keeping with this theme, since yeah. we're keeping with this yeah. theme, Let's are you it. suggesting? That Jimmy Butler is his Thanos? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Kawhi was his Thanos last year. Uh, so uh, what I'm just so saying is... pick a Thanos? Uh, so what I'm saying is that Jimmy Butler, you know, people can say what they want because he was the 28th pick in the first round. Um, but Jimmy Butler is a baller in the playoffs. There is no... I mean, he's a baller in general, but he's absolutely a baller in the playoffs. And there are some guys historically in every sport that even though they're mm -hmm. really good during the regular season, they have another gear in the playoffs. Now he hasn't won a championship. I get all that. Um, but he was the best player on a Philly team last year that lost on a ball that bounced on the rim four times as Kawhi was fading to the corner, hitting that shot. Like he hit after Kawhi, the next best player on the floor was Jimmy Butler last year in that series. So, it shouldn't be that big a shock that Jimmy Butler went for 40 yesterday and did a really good job uh, on both sides of the floor because he's just that good. But my thing on Giannis is just that I can't buy that LeBron is going to is going to lose another MVP because we're giving it to someone who isn't isn't his equal. Much like Derrick Rose didn't deserve that MVP over Giannis, uh, excuse me, over LeBron. In 2010, they gave it to him because people were mad about the decision. <laughs> like, that's that's just where LeBron has been in his career. There is fatigue, and I get it, but it's been a long time. He hasn't won one in seven years. Let me ask Greg and Laura. How many players in the league are you taking before Giannis, Greg Bergman? Uh, maybe just the two that LZ said. LeBron okay. and... I mean, Luca might be up there right now if you're going up against the aliens and no, the Avengers. Luca no. has been fantastic. N yeah, no, I'm not. No, taking he Luka has there. not. No, you're He's not been taking really Luca. Stop not, it! I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Stop it, Greg! I'm not. Just there because yet, it's your birthday doesn't close. mean you can say crazy stuff. <laughs> no, it's, it's not no, beyond crazy. Man. It's it's not. He's not there yet, but he's not beyond crazy. Yeah. Um, I think it's really just those two. I can't pick a, a, someone else. Okay, Laura, is it just those two? I want to say those two, but then I also thought about uh, Damien. Damien Lillard? Yeah. I know he's hurt. No. I, I don't feel Damien Lillard is there no. yet. I feel, I feel like Damien he Lillard. Can. I mean, offensively, yes. Not defensively, though. I think that's that's the thing. But, he you can know, be like, in the Avengers. I'm not saying he can't be yeah. an Avenger. He he's could be like Hawkeye or something. He's Ant-Man. I can get him as Ant-Man, right? Want you want someone to be Paul Rudd so bad. <laughs> yeah. You, you, yes. you have said Ant-Man yes. like five times in two minutes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You love Ant-Man. Um, so Luca can't be a part of the Avengers? You're yes, taking he Luca can. out of the Okay. Yes. All right. As long yes. as he's yes. a part of the Avengers. Luca's yeah. like Spider-Man. Yes. All right. Okay. I no. Like that. God, no. That's no? too fast. You need to protect Spider-Man. George, for well, heaven's sake. Spider-Man. Luca's Curry young. Spider-Man. Well, because Luca's young. Spider-Man is Steph Curry. All right. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, but he's got to be young. All right. He doesn't have to be young. I mean, I, mean, he's, I think it's based. Is I mean, the oldest one is Captain America. Right. I guess. You know, technically speaking. Right. That's know, fair. I guess. For, for those of y'all who follow, you know, the comics. Yeah. I, listen, I hear what you're saying, George. He's not the best player in the league, but he's not so far from being the best player in the league that we can put a whole bunch of people ahead of him. Okay. Well, right. Let, he's let me limited. Let me open in it up terms to the of half court offense with long wing defenders doubling him. Let me that's open it up. That's a very specific. That's a very specific scenario. In other, in other words, yes, he's not as complete as some of the other players that we've talked about. But he's not so incomplete that he's like you know some rando in the street either. No, I'm not saying that. That's not. That's not what I. I don't want that to be representative of what I'm saying. And by the way, I, I'll ask the audience: eight seven 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 ten ESPN. How many players and who who are they? You're taking over Giannis. But here's my other bone to pick with Giannis. Even as great as he is on defense, Laura, do you have the sound of Giannis being asked why he didn't guard Jimmy Butler? Okay, let me hear that sound real quick. Uh, to guard him? Yeah. No, I didn't. Why would you ask that? Is that something you want to do going forward? 
No, I'll do whatever coach tell me to do. Let me tell you something, LZ. I do not want to hear mm-hmm. from the MVP and the defensive player of the year, okay, that he in mm-hmm. the fourth quarter or in the last five minutes of the game when Jimmy Butler is balling out and is scoring 15 points, okay, in five minutes, 15. I don't want to hear that he doesn't go to his coach and say, all right, dog, I, I know that we have a team concept here, but he's killing us. Let me go get him. Because that's what every other player, including LeBron, right, Kawhi, all these guys, Kobe, right, all these other guys before him, in those last five minutes, if somebody else is cooking, they're like, I got that guy. Man, I didn't get that at all, George. What did you get? What I got was I got him throwing Mike underneath the bus. That's what I got. You're saying that he's I blaming him Bud. Yes, I, he's saying basically go ask Coach why I wasn't put on him. So he's saying I am the ultimate soldier. Okay, you that's tell fair. me to to go after something, I'm going to go after it full throttle. You say you want me to go here, then I'm going to do this. So if people are asking why didn't I go after Jimmy Butler, you need to rephrase the question to. Why didn't Coach assign me to Jimmy Butler? That's what okay. I got out of it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but shouldn't he just tell Mike to go bleep off and be like, I got to guard him, regardless of what you say? I mean, it all depends upon the relationship. And everything that I got from Giannis, that rationale made all the sense in the world to me because of the respect that he has for Coach and for authority. It's very similar to what Kawhi said in regards to, you know, sliding off of Luca, You know, that was the play design because of the respect that he has for coach and also um, just he is a guy who just kind of likes to follow, you know, authority and not make it about him. Now, LeBron, perhaps LeBron wouldn't have been on the microphone saying, well, that's what coach wanted. <laughs> he probably wouldn't be saying that. But LeBron's a different sort of beast and other players are different beasts. But I'm not going to fault, you know, Giannis for doing something he's done his entire career, which is follow his coach. Yeah, well, I I think there comes a time where you need to be like, hey, coach, with all due respect, I need to go get that guy. And that's that. Are you saying he needs to be fired? Are you saying, you know, if they don't get to the finals or at least – No, if they lose in the the second round, um, they really need to reevaluate the Budenholzer situation. If they do, I think so. I, that's the reality of All professional right. sports. I'm not the fire everybody guy. I'm not that guy. But if you lose in the second round, yeah, that that's going to cause some, a stir for sure. Let me grab Big John. Well, we already Ingle. know he doesn't like to adjust. We know he doesn't like oh, to adjust. Oh, I know. I know. And well, and it's, he's going up against a coach that has doesn't care at all whose feelings he hurts uh, if when it comes to right. adjustments. He benched the kid who's gonna who finished third in rookie of the year voting. He's like, nah, dog, you 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 gonna play like six minutes. That's how this is gonna work. And I'm riding the dragon, and it's working out. <laughs> so like that that's the difference. That's what good coaches do, and that's the problem with Mike Boonholzer. He's a great regular season coach. Uh, but in the playoffs, there's an issue. Let me grab Big John in Inglewood because we got Tim Kirchin coming on in a few minutes to talk baseball with us and recap the deadline and the Dodgers situation. Uh, but Big John, go ahead. What's up? What's up, baby? Hey, LZ, what you just Yo. explained, that was, that was perfect, man. You know what I'm saying? Giannis, young kids need to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the coach tell you to do, that's what you do. Giannis was right. And secondly, LZ, I'm not going to get on you today because you, cause you ain't said nothing. But – Hey, what you are saying about Giannis right now, it's not right, okay? Listen up. LeBron James in his third or fourth year, who would you take? LeBron James or Kobe Bryant? So for you for to right now to compare him to LeBron James is totally wrong. Let's hey, compare him to LeBron wait, wait. James. Why, why? Wait, 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 first of all, first of all, I have, first of all, Big John, I have a name. It's George. Nice to meet you, right? John, you can call him Sedano too. John, my name is George. It's a pleasure to meet you. Okay. Okay. Se- second of all, I can't compare him. He's got an MVP under his belt. Okay. I, I, and he's not in his third season. Giannis Antetokounmpo is not. This isn't the first time he's been around. He's been in the league for a long time now. Like this is not. You know, when you are an MVP and you're about to win your second MVP, you can you have to be in the conversation with everybody. This is a this is a guy who has been in the league since twenty 
13, okay? The 2013. This is now seven seasons for him. This is not some young guy anymore. LeBron James in his seventh season was getting torched in Cleveland for not getting further in the playoffs. Can I talk now? Yeah. <laughs> Go for it, bro. LeBron James was getting torched. In, well, first of all, we say LeBron James did not have a team in Cleveland, right? All right. Yeah. Giannis, right now, you can say the same thing about oh, him. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Oh, who does he have? He's Well, I'll tell you this. Who does I, he have? Okay. Now, can I talk since you asked the question? Okay, talk. Can okay. I talk to next? Can I talk next? Yeah, okay, you right. can talk next, yeah. LZ. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> you, now, we can sit here and debate the merits of this because I'm with you. I think that Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe are not number two and number three guys on a championship team. However... Uh -huh. However, okay, <laughs> LeBron James's Cavs teams, their best player was Mo Williams, okay? Chris Middleton, Mo Williams is six oh, feet tall, okay? He is six feet tall. Chris Middleton is 6'9", a great defender, can shoot the three, and is a multi-time all-star. Mo Williams is was a one-time all-star because of LeBron James and is six feet tall. He is not a good defender. I think he was an alternate too, George. And he was an alternate too, George. He might have been an alternate. So if we're going <laughs> to compare that Cavs team, that Cavs team in 2008-9, that was trash. Okay, This Milwaukee team, while not great, is better than that. He was on that team too. Huge. Yeah, no, was, Larry, right? Larry Hughes was 2007. Okay. Hey, all right, listen. I know you guys are getting ready to cut me off, but let me, just, let me just say this real quick. Say this real quick. Say this real quick. Okay. You know what? LeBron James, is he's good. You know what I'm saying? No, he's great, okay? But for the last three years, LZ, I've called and told you, told you this twice before. For the last three years, the best player in the league has been Kawhi Leonard. S-S-A. And I hate to say it. We have seen the Lakers play a serious game this year against Portland, and we've seen the Clippers play a serious game this year against the Mavericks. I mean, where, where both teams are focused, every player. And you know what? What I've seen, the Clippers will win the championship this year. I, it's, it's possible. I'm not uh, – look, you know, Big John – after all yeah. the disagreements we've had, I, I will yeah. give you this. That is absolutely possible. Yes. Have a great you know day, what? sir. Stay okay. healthy and stay safe. Too. All right. Too. Thank you. Uh, we got to run because we're up against it. We're a minute late for Tim Kirchin, and Tim Kirchin will talk Dodger baseball with us and the MLB trade deadline. We will get back to your calls after Tim Kirchin at 877-710-ESPN. But Tim Kirchin joins us in 60 seconds. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedan on LZ here on 710 ESPN. Amino Hassan will join us at 515 to talk some hoops. Tim Kirchin joins us now here, ESPN MLB insider and analyst. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for making time for us. Obviously, the trade deadline yesterday, uh, you had a busy day, as did everyone. Uh, the Dodgers uh, only traded Ross Stripling. Did not make a move. I know that they, I'm sure they were poking around on some stuff. When you look back at the Dodgers specifically, what would you have liked them, what would you like to have seen them do, if anything? And perhaps the answer is you're fine with doing nothing. Well, I'm fine with them doing nothing. They've outscored their opponents by 90 runs this year. They're on their way to outscoring their opponents by over two runs a game. That hasn't happened by any team since World War II. Their pitching is great. I really like Ross Stripling. He's really going to help the Blue Jays. But they have such a surplus that they were able to make a deal like that because Tony Gonsolin's been so good. Of course, Dustin May's been so good, not to mention the rest of that rotation. So, I mean, every team needs another bullpen guy because you win and in October with bullpen and bench, among other things. But I don't think anyone could be critical of the Dodgers not doing more 
when they're they're pretty loaded as it is. If the Dodgers do not win the World Series, do we dismiss it as a weird year, weird season, it's okay? Or do we need to reassess what we think we are? Um, I would assess it as everything this year is so weird that it's really difficult to get a handle on anything. We've never seen anything like this, nothing close to this. And that doesn't mean the Dodgers uh, can say, oh, it's all right, we didn't win again. No, that's not good enough. But uh, in a strange year like this where you could just blow away your opponents and then have to play you know, best of three to start the, uh, the playoffs instead of getting a bye, uh, that's strange in itself. So no excuses for the Dodgers. I think they're the best team in baseball. I think they'll go to and win the World Series. But in a year like this, um, all bets are off on all levels because, again, we've never seen anything like this. Well, and to that point, and Tim Kirchner, ESPN MLB insider and analyst with us here, look, the randomness of the sport in the postseason worries me, and there's clearly an extra layer of that as we'll have a best of three and best of five before we even get to the NLCS where you have a best of seven. Uh, the Padres have loaded up. What did you make of their moves? And clearly, well, they're, they're trying to uh, compete against the Dodgers. How do you believe they could potentially stack up against the Dodgers the rest of the way? Well, I had a GM tell me yesterday in the middle of all the madness that the, the Padres are now the second-best team in the National League. He felt they improved that much. They added a front-line starting pitcher in Mike Clevenger, who's really, really good, good enough to go beat the Dodgers, let's say, in game one of a playoff series at Dodger Stadium. That's how good he is. They added two catchers. They added a first baseman slash DH. To go, and they had a, a late inning guy in Trevor Rosenthal. They addressed a lot of issues. They are still not as good as the Dodgers. And there is a danger in adding this many new pieces during the course of a season, especially this late, and then asking everyone to play together for two months. That's not an easy thing to do. But there's no way around this. The Padres got demonstrably better. And with Denelson Lamette and with Chris Paddock and with Mike Clevenger and others, Garrett Richards, Joey LaCasey, um, Davies, they can, they can pitch with the Dodgers on a lot of different days, and not many teams can say that. You know, Tim, before all hell broke loose with the pandemic, many of us just naturally assumed that Gavin Lux was going to be our second baseman for this season and many seasons to come. That hasn't been the case. He's He's obviously being called once again to come in and act operate as the platoon. But do you like what they're doing with him right now? Um, well, it would be better if a young player got to play every day. Platooning at such a young age is usually, usually not a good idea. But there's nothing, everything this year is unusual in that if you left him at AAA to play every day, that might be a good thing, but there is no AAA. So you do the best you can, and you have him platoon, and you see how he does. He just didn't get it done early, and they were right for sending him out. Just another reminder how difficult this game is to play. That kid looked like a can't-miss at the end of last year, opening day second baseman this year without a doubt, and it just didn't happen because things happen in baseball. And if you're not, if you're off by just a hair here and there, you can go from a really good player to a guy who gets sent to the alternate camp. This is how it works. But I think what they're doing is the right thing right now. But they have to play September and see does he hit more? Does he hit less? What do we do? It's a very interesting spot they have. Tim Kirkchen with us here, ESPN, MLB insider and analyst. Uh, Tim, there was a story today in the L.A. Times uh, about Andrew Friedman apparently having a uh, – still conversing, I guess, with David Price. He was asked if Price would come back. He says that's a better question for David. Um, if he would be added back into the rotation – let's just speculate here for a second. How much better at this stage would he make the Dodgers? 
Well, I, I don't know how well he'll be throwing when he comes back. Again, he's taken a lot of time off, and he's shut it down mentally. This is, I repeat, a really hard game to play, especially when you're a pitcher and mostly when you're a veteran pitcher. Now, would I take a shot on him coming back if he said, I, I can still pitch, I can do this, I can do that? Sure, you would take a shot at it, but you'd have to watch obviously, and see how well he throws because they have enough good arms in that rotation that they can win the World Series without him. So if he's uh, if he's throwing the ball really well and you can get a gauge on that, I'm not sure how you get a gauge on that without, you know, minor league uh, rehab assignments and all that stuff. It's just no real way to tell. So you got to be careful, but he's David Price, I would think. Uh, it would be, He would certainly deserve a look. If I handed you a checkbook and just a pen and I presented you with the farm system and I told you that we're not afraid to make any moves, can you save the Angels in one move or two or do you just need to blow up this entire franchise and start from scratch? Um, the Angels pitching is so bad right now that one move isn't going to make any big difference. They are so far behind and they are another example of why baseball is so great. They have three to four exceptional players, including the best player in the game. And if you had three or four exceptional players in the NBA, you're going to win a lot of games and maybe even go to the NBA Finals, but it doesn't work that way in baseball. I remember the Rangers, and the, they used to have you know these, these five, six great guys, Nolan Ryan, Julio Franco, you know, Juan Gonzalez. They had like the best first five in the game, but 20 through 25, they weren't very good. And eventually that really hurts you, and that's the case here with the Angels. They have so many star players on their team, but after about five or six, there's an enormous drop-off, especially on the pitching staff. So I'm not sure one paycheck is going to, or one big check is going to solve anything. They have to rebuild that pitching staff, and they have a long way to go to do that. Tim Kirkchen, ESPN MLB insider and analyst, the best in the business, joining us here. Tim, thank you so much for the time. Stay healthy and stay safe. Talk soon. Okay, guys. Thank see you, ya. sir. There he is. One of the nicest people you'll ever get a chance to hear and meet uh, if you're lucky enough to. Tim Kirchin with us here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. All right, we're getting back to the phones. People are hot, LZ, about this Giannis thing and about not guarding Jimmy Butler and about the MVP and about his holes in his game. We have all that plus the best words in sports coming up in two minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, the best words. I'll tell you what they are in just a moment. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Got a short segment for you. Thanks to Tim Kirkton for stopping by. Amin is going to check in with us at 515. Uh, LZ, we'll get back to the calls here in just a second at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Laura, let me know who's still on hold, and we can try to get to them here. But we have the best words in sports. You ready for it? I am. Game seven. That's what we got tonight. Mm. Mm. That makes me feel good. Nuggets jazz, baby. Uh, It is our, you know, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, why don't you ask me if he's a top 30 player? <laughs> You're not going to put him in a top 30? Eh, maybe. Are you kidding me? Maybe. He's averaging like 50 points a game in his last three. What more do you want? I mean, that's fine. He's having a great stretch. <laughs> he's really he's good. He's a max player. He's a max player who's balling out when his team needs him most. He's really good. What more do you want? He's really yes. good. Why is Keyshawn FaceTiming? 
right, I'm going to just put him on. Why are you FaceTiming me? We're on the air right now. Why do you keep doing this? Uh, so I'm, I'm putting you near the microphone so the people can hear you. What are you doing? Walking your dogs. Where? Do we, you can tell us where because no one's going to find you in New York City listening right now. So. I uh, find LZ. I uh, text LZ. I mean, I uh, FaceTime LZ. LZ didn't respond. Look at that. LZ, why didn't you respond? Because I'm on a show. I'm on air. <laughs> <laughs> can you guys hear him? That's me putting my phone to the microphone. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, well, you can. You guys, you guys having a great show? I'm sure. We are. We're talking about Giannis, and we just talked to Tim Kirchin. What about you? You guys having a great show in the morning? You know, it, it's it's really fun. I, um, I'm glad today we finally got to kind of sort of get back to sports, and we still obviously are not going to get away from the message and, and, and continue to talk about it just in things that happen or, or people that passed away like John Thompson and Lou Olson and Chadwick, but you know we got a chance to really talk about sports. So it was a little bit better than the last several days. The last several days were just stomach pains. Yeah, I hear you. Are you keeping Jay yeah. Williams' hot takes in check? Yeah, he, he, you know, Jay Williams, Jay Williams, he went to Duke. So <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. So, so man, I just, I figured I'd mess around with you guys, have some fun, and do a little of that, and you know. Do a little Spike Lee, just call in out of nowhere. I mean, I, I, I appreciate seeing your face, Key, but, I mean, you could just call in and talk to us whenever you want. You know, I, we miss you too, so. Well, I'm waiting for – I'm supposed to have a weekly call with you guys every week to the station, but I, we, I don't know when they schedule it or nothing like that. I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know when, they, when they're scheduling. You know, when you're dealing with networks, there's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah, I'm just going to blame Greg Bergman even though it's his birthday today. Absolutely. I'm done with that guy. I don't, I don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> he's, he's, he's dead to me. Okay. Okay. Well, he's hearing wow. me right now. So I'll, I'll, I'll pass along the message. So. Uh, All right, man. Y'all have fun. All right, Keith. All right, brother. All right, brother. Be good. See ya. <laughs> All right. There you go. That's I great radio right I there. I don't know if it was or wasn't, but, you know. I can't believe you answered the phone. He keeps doing that to me. He keeps calling and FaceTiming during the middle of our show messing with me. <laughs> <laughs> the eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Should we just take Key every time he FaceTimes one of us and put him up to the microphone <laughs> in our headsets? Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. I feel like that could be a funny bit. Uh, all right, we didn't do anything that we were supposed to do here uh, because Key decided not. to crash everything we were going to do. So we will do. Here's the thing. Here's the question I'm going to ask you, LZ, on the other side, and we'll take more calls. Who is your sports side piece? Since you love Jamal uh, Murray shoot. so much, I want to know if he is your sports side piece. And we'll take your calls on your sports side piece. Someone who's not on your team, but you love watching them play, regardless of sport. 877-710-ESPN. All right, we are back in two minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, we'll take your calls. We will tell you what you need to know. All that in two and a half minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Uh, here's what you need to know. The Marcus Smart game is happening right now, LZ. Toronto had a seven-point lead. They now trail by seven at the moment with four minutes to go because Marcus Smart, who's not a good three-point shooter, has literally hit four or five threes here in the latter stages of the game. There can't be anything more frustrating as a head coach to have your de your defense be designed to do exactly what they want to do, which is have Marcus Smart have the ball at the three-point line and him actually knock him down. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm sure it was designed for him to be open. The fact that he's knocking him down has got to be frustrating for Nick Nurse. Oh, man, so frustrating. It's crazy. Speaking of frustrating, a lot of people are frustrated by college football. Uh, the president of the United States met with the Big Ten president about the potential of returning 
uh, and playing. And it looks like at the very least, the Big Ten will be playing football in October. Uh, do you believe the Pac-12 will relent and potentially revisit their situation as well? Are there any lawsuits pending from the Pac-12 that I'm not aware of? No. Are there any parents from the Pac-12 who are demanding that their children risk their lives to no. play football? No. Then I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think the, the Big Ten is responding to this permission that was granted to them by the parents by going, oh, well, if you guys don't care, we damn sure don't care. I don't think you're going to have that same sort of response to the Pac-12 situation. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, that it's going to be different, and that's fine. I, and I think the Pac-12 is okay being different in this situation. They uh, they feel like history will reward them down the road if necessary. Uh, next at the U.S. Open, your boy Andy Murray with a big comeback, down two sets. He wins in five. What happened, LZ? Does he still got some juice left or what? Apparently, he played for over four hours on a brand-new hip. From those who don't know, he had a severe hip injury, literally had hip resurfacing surgery less than a year ago. And he's not only has he won a minor tournament, but now he's he's playing in a major. And as you said, George, came back from two sets down, which is ridiculous. And I'm so happy for the guy. You know, we thought his career was over. He's one of the all-time greats. He's a really good person. And you, you want the best for him. So I'm happy that he was able to win this match. But I'm more happy that he's healthy enough to play in the match. And then lastly, the L.A. 2028 Olympic Committee unveils their emblem uh, with support, by the way, from Billie Eilish, Reese Witherspoon, and Gabby Douglas. Have you seen the, uh, the logo for the L.A. 2028 Olympics? I have seen the logo. It's not going to make a cute tattoo. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no, for, no, but it's fine. So for, so for the people who are looking to get a tattoo of this moment, you may want to wait till the Olympics come back, come back, because I okay. don't think this one's going to be a cool tattoo. Okay, fair enough. That's what you need to know. We will get back to your calls here in a second at 877-710-ESPN. We were talking about Giannis. Uh, Giannis, I don't believe he should be the MVP. I think yesterday was just another example of that. Um, we were talking about whether he should guard uh, Jimmy Butler. He basically said in his postgame press conference that, uh, well, you know what, Laura, if you have the sound, uh, you play it, and then uh, LZ and I can quickly interpret it again And uh, for those that missed it earlier. Uh, to guard him? Yeah. No, I didn't. Why would you ask that? Is that something you want to do going forward? No, I'll do whatever coach I'm going to do. So I took it as he's eschewing his responsibility as the best player on the planet in theory and not guarding Jimmy Butler, who scored 15 points in the last five minutes, and just telling his coach, the hell with you. I This is what we got to do. Uh, you're saying he's running butt under the bus is, is your interpretation of that. Well, it, it, he is. Right? I mean, I will do whatever the coach tells me to do. So if you're a basketball aficionado or fan or media personality or what have you, and you thought it was bogus that Giannis wasn't guarding Jimmy, particularly in the fourth quarter, and you wonder why that wasn't happening, he gave you the reason why. Coach didn't want me to. And when you can go forward saying, well, when Giannis is guarding someone, he's guarding that person for one reason because coach does want him to. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he's throwing him under the bus in a derogatory way, as much as illustrating, this is how this team is run. Coach makes the decisions and I'm doing what coach says. If you don't have the decision, don't come to me, go to coach. Okay, that, that's fair, uh, I would say, but I'm still going to him because I think you need to usurp the coach there because you're the best player and we know it's a player's league. Um, speaking of being a player's league, and speaking of no need, like, well, that one can be interpreted in different ways, as we just both did, right? And I think both are reasonable um, resolutions to where that commentary could go. Uh, however, with Chris Paul yesterday, after beating the Rockets again on his revenge tour with the Rockets, and for those that don't <laughs> remember, uh, Chris Paul was traded from the Rockets to the Thunder Attached oh, to two Lord. attached oh, to Lord. Did you you, Jason that? Tatum. So I know. Sorry. I just yes. I just oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm just being a fan right now. He almost killed Siakam. He did. He oh my God. Yes. That's I'm gonna sorry. be one of those I'm you're so gonna sorry, see George. on your social media very quickly. <laughs> um so um Chris Paul on a revenge tour, the Rockets, let's not forget, traded two first round picks and two pick swaps on a big bet on Russell Westbrook, which we'll get to Russ and James in a second. 
But Chris Paul, there is no need for interpretation in his postgame interview about who and what he was talking about. Here is Chris Paul in the postgame when asked about his big performance in the fourth quarter, scoring eight of the last 12 points to get it for OKC. My team, man, you know, when it gets to clutch time, fourth quarter, some people built for it. Some people shy away from it. You know, you saw Dame, all that stuff. Like, some, some people built for it, man, and we're just going to keep – we're going to keep hooping. All right, you got less than 48 hours. A game seven against your former team. Ain't nothing team. like it. Ain't nothing like it. No matter who it's against, it's a game seven. You know what I mean? I just want my guys to know that, you know, we, we, we gave ourselves a chance. You know? You know, you saying, you, you, you saying we got a chance? <laughs> we got a chance. So we're going to keep fighting. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, he's clearly talking about James Harden. There's no question. And by the way, at the end of that game, <laughs> Uh, Russell Westbrook was terrible in that game yesterday. Seven turnovers, including yep. two on the last couple of possessions. Um, there's a lot of Russ slander right now on the internet. And I was upset about it because my thing is, look, I don't care who you are in this league. You can't just jump right into a playoff series uh, off an injury, a quad injury, when you're that guy. You're Russell Westbrook. You're a guy that depends on your athleticism and your legs are clearly unbelievably important in that scenario. Um, well, I'm mad at James Harden. If you watch that, and boy, is the Zapruder film all over the internet right now. You watch James Harden walking up the court, LZ, not fighting through screens. I was literally yelling at my television going, what the bleep are you doing? Um, who are you more disappointed with in that situation, Harden or Russ? Oh, man, I got to be honest with you. It's both of them for me. Okay, that's equal. fine. It's equal. Like, Russ was awful the entire game. He wasn't off in the fourth. He was just off of the entire game. Very early, you could see the time he wasn't off. He had a lot of errant passes, um, head-scratching sort of passes. And you're just like, what the hell's going on? And then James Harden's lack of effort is just sort of, it's a thing. It's a real thing. It's one of the reasons why I never wanted him to win an MVP award because that's not value what he gives you. It just isn't. You know, it's he's talented. He's extremely talented, no doubt about it. But that's not enough. Talent alone is not enough. You got to really have effort, man. And he doesn't put forth the effort the way he needs to. And it was on full display again yesterday. The internet has receipts. Um, NBA TV has receipts. Sports Center has receipts. I'm not making anything up. You're not making anything up. Um, James Harden didn't want that smoke. Yeah. There's no other way to interpret it. And Chris Paul called him out on it on national television. Yeah. I mean, listen, dog. Like, and everyone knows, like, you don't need to be an NBA player to understand what was being said and the dynamic at play. Anyone who's played picked up, like you and I, George, they called you fourth quarter George. Now, did they call you fourth quarter George because you didn't want the ball in the fourth quarter? No. Because you wanted that rock in yeah, the fourth quarter. No doubt. And it, there's a personality that goes with that. Whether you're talented enough to play professionally or not, the mentality is consistent, which is when the moments are the biggest, either you want to participate or you want someone else to do it. And James Harden last night looked as if he wanted Russ to do it, and Russ wasn't himself. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I, I, I couldn't agree more. 877-710-ESPN. Uh, we'll get your thoughts on that as well, on the Russ, the Harden, the Chris Paul aspect of all of this. Let's go to the phones here. Jay is in Pomona. What's up, Jay? Hello. Hey, Jay. All right. Hello. How are you guys doing? Excellent, sir. Excellent. All right, my friend. Uh, let me make three points first. Uh, as far as a uh, side piece, uh, Man, I wanted Clay Thompson. When Michael Thompson came on this radio <laughs> network a couple of years ago and started talking about uh, how Clay, uh, upper management, didn't want to draft him, oh, it killed me. So that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, second, second thing is uh, LeBron. LeBron is never going to win another MVP. Uh, look, Michael Jordan has five, and that's who he's compared to. And uh, the voters, you know, so he – don't cry about it. You know, he's got four. Magic had three. And only well, no one's Magic crying had... about it. My whole thing is I, uh -huh. I just think that Giannis is not deserving of being a two-time MVP winner um, okay. because I, I, you can't, I can't give the MVP to a guy who's got that kind of hole in his game. You know what I mean? You're right. You're right, George. You're right. You know, no, no. 
That's but that's not the thing though, dog. Like having uh-huh. holes in your game, it's okay. Shaq had holes holes in his games, and he should have had more MVPs. Uh, Steve Nash that's had true. holes in his game. Uh, yeah, West, but Shaq's, Shaq's hole was game. was free throws, which is uh, which was common in that no, era. No, his his holes were beyond that. It's just that he was so good at what he did that he overcame the the deficit from his holes. So I'm not going to fault a guy for not being complete. Yeah, I I, I, I disagree MVP. on Shaq. I don't think he had that many holes. I think free throws were a clear hole. Everything other than that, he had post moves. He had things. He just knew he was bigger than everyone else and, and didn't have to go to that that often, but he did. He had a drop step at least that you had to respect. Well, gentlemen, no, let me not, make well, one more point and then I'll get off. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Jay. Yeah, uh, yes, sir. Yes. I, tried, Sorry. I tried to get in yesterday. <laughs> and uh, what I want to say is this. Uh, as far as Black Panther is concerned, uh, I wasn't able to get into it. But uh, look here, the, the, the character has to be recast. I mean, I mean, if you look, if you know Marvel movies, every major character in the Marvel Universe has a beginning a middle and an end. And due to Chadwick's passing, which is, I mean, heartbreaking, uh, I would like to see uh, Denzel's son take the role if Kevin Feige came to or or somebody. But if, if Denzel's son doesn't want to take it, then you then Marvel does what they do. They'll find somebody over in Europe, a British actor like Tom Holland who plays Spider-Man or the young man who in uh, Star Wars, the young African-American, and, and that's what they're going to have to do. But I would love to see Denzel's son take the role because they're, they're, they're similar in height and weight. And, uh, but the story of T'Challa has to continue. You're not going to give M'Baku the take it or anything like that or Eric Killmonger bring it back. Scrap all that. You know, Black Panther is T'Challa. And you guys have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, you too. You, stay healthy. Stay safe. I do like John David Washington in that role. That would be interesting. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and considering the fact that we know now that Denzel Washington is the reason why Chadwick was able to go to Oxford. Yes. It would be a perfect circle. Correct. Absolutely perfect circle to have his son step in, who's an excellent actor. For those of you who yeah. don't remember, he was the lead African American for Black Klansman. Klansman, yeah. Just to let yeah, you know Black what Klansman. you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is a great movie. Him and Adam Driver are excellent, both of them in that movie for sure. Um, let's go to Derek in San Bernardino. Hello, Derek. Hey, what's happening, George? What hey. is happening, LZ? I haven't talked to you guys since yesterday. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's been so long. I know. We missed you. Hello? Yes, sir. Hello, Look, guys. Here? Yeah, you're here. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, no, no I, um, I lost you for a second. Um, I wanted to oh, give okay. a, a take uh, uh, on, like, Giannis's stature. Mm-hmm. As far as who you would take over him, the NBA pecking order, yeah. and I have five names. Oh, um, I would put LeBron Ooh, first. Okay. okay, that's a good choice. I would probably okay. put either Kawhi or yeah. KD second. Yeah, KD. Good, we don't. We don't good, talk. We good. didn't talk about KD because he's, he's not playing this year. But you're right. That's a good one. Correct. Correct. No. 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 You are 100 yeah. percent right. Yeah. I agree, and I would imagine LZ would agree too. Yes. Yeah, of course. Because of and now seeing his game on the big stage in an expectant role, I would pit AD mm. ahead of Giannis because AD is a guy that can get you a bucket in the in the post. He can get you a bucket on the wing, and he's an elite defender. So there, like when you're talking about complete package guys, guys who can take over a game, guys, there are there's a short list in in the league. I don't put um, guys like Paul George on it just yet. Not Jimmy Butler, not um, uh, Tatum in Boston, not yet because he hasn't proved it yet. But there's there's about four or five guys on that short list that you know can take over the game, both offensively and defensively, or or they can facilitate for others. Giannis, that's the one hole in his game that I see is that he he's dominant, like a Shaq. But, you know, it's a three-point line. We're losing you, Derek. Appreciate it. Um yeah, look, his free throws, it's funny, LZ, because he actually was like a 70-something, 70 73, 74% uh, free throw shooter just two years ago. 
And last season and now this season has been uh, way worse in the regular season and certainly in the postseason it has been bad. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's the free throws with him, with other players too. I mean, like Bron's not a great free throw shooter. In fact, the Lakers squad is not really. Yeah, but not four bad. of 12 Just bad. general. You know what I mean? But not like four the- of 12. No, 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 no. I, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not consumed with his free throw shooting as much as the fact that teams clearly have figured out a way not to slow him down, but to eliminate him offensively altogether. And you just can't have that if you're supposed to be in that tier one guy. Being slowed down is something that comes with the territory. They're supposed to try to slow you down. But they I've seen squads and you have seen squads. We've all have seen teams totally erase him from the conversation mm-hmm. because of what he can't do and the way they set up their defense. And I think that's a major problem. That's the biggest hole he has, but it's a huge one. Let me grab Jason and Downey real quick. Jason, we got about a minute, bud. Go ahead. When it comes to side pieces, um, you have to go with Dame Dollar, man. This and for me, it happened even before the bubble. He's the only player that I have uh, that's a jersey that's not even a Laker. Uh, when he said uh, Palmdale P and Russell, I had to buy myself a, a damn dollar jersey. And then I'm I'm really digging these uh, comparing the NBA stars to the Avengers. But you forgot my man AD as the god of thunder and lightning, son of Otis, as Thor, baby. Have a great day, guys. All right, buddy. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, no, dog. No, dog. Uh-uh. No. no. He ain't giving date. No. 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 Okay. No. no. Why not? No, I, I, can't, I can't make AD Thor. Can't make him Thor. Because, first of all, Thor physically was weaker than the Hulk. And if we've already said that Giannis is the Hulk, then we can't have AD be weaker. Right? Mm. I right, guess that's right? true. Yeah. Right? So, I'm going to call him... AD is actually Doctor Strange. Because <laughs> Doctor Strange has a thousand and one tricks up his sleeve. Right. And AD can do a thousand and one different things. Right. There you go. I like that. I like that. There you go. Uh, all right. Coming up next, Amino Hassan. We'll ask him about all these things. ESPN NBA front office insider as the Celtics have pulled one out of their uh, shorts thanks to Marcus Smart hitting a bazillion threes, which is not something I thought I would utter today. Uh, The Utah game against uh, Denver will air at 5.30 on Channel 7 ABC here in Los Angeles, and we'll keep you up to date on that as well. But Amin is going to join us in 60 seconds.